0: So remember how this works. Every time that you have a thought, you make a chemical. A chemical in the body. If you have a good-feeling thought or a joyful thought, there's a chemical that is produced in your body. So you produce a chemical in the body to feel exactly the way that you are thinking. So every time you feel the way you think, you begin to think the way you feel. Bonnie, welcome to this episode of Relationships. Let's talk about it. And I'm doing a solo cast. It is just me. And hey, a reminder, how you know that my episodes are solo cast is I have the word heart share as the first word. Heart share colon in the title of the podcast. So if you go to all the past podcasts and you see heart share, just me. Solo casting, Han solo casting. And before I get on with this episode's topic, I want to take a moment for my appreciation practice. I want to give an appreciation and thank yous to some people who have recently donated to my podcast. I'd like to thank Daniela in Australia and Josie in Georgia and Carl in Germany. Thank you. I really appreciate you going out of your way and supporting the podcast with a financial donation and if you're inclined to do so you can go to my website prepo.com hit the podcast page and there's another button to hit support the podcast and you can leave a one-time donation or a reoccurring donation it is really appreciated it does really help with the professional production that i put out You see, I like to tell myself that I'm just the talent. (laughs) I don't want to do any of the buttons or any of that stuff. So I farmed that out. And I have a wonderful person, editor, and sound producer, Matt Carlson. Big shout out to you, Matt. Thanks so much for making me sound good. And all the time that we put into it to get it out to you in this way. And most of all, thank you so much for spreading the podcast. I know many people have told me that they've given it to friends and families and people that you think can benefit. That really warms my heart. It's pretty amazing. I first started doing this podcast just for my son and my daughter-in-law living overseas. I wanted them to hear my voice as much as possible and maybe get some teachings from my expertise and my experience. and in relationships so that they can have a loving and fulfilling relationships. And it's grown in, in four years, new listeners are in 65 countries. I so appreciate that not only you value what I am speaking of, but that you are focused and intent on improving your relationships and making mm, much better authentic, human, deep, positive, and loving, and compassionate interaction. That's what we want. So good on you for really listening and wanting to make a change. Because that's what we're going to be talking about, or that's what I'm going to be talking about in this episode. And again, before we get on, just want to remind you to go to my website, prepo.com. And you can sign up for my newsletters. You can also check out what I'm doing with my coaching and my therapy practice. And I do some posts on Instagram at Prepotopliski and also on Twitter. And I just feel for getting a shout-out to my my beautiful Prince of Besa, my Rainbow. And I just want to tell you, like, I've really enjoyed the last few days of just hanging around the house and all of our chats and our writings together. And yeah, we write together and it's, it's, it's wonderful. And we've been giving each other a lot of kindness and wonderful attention. So I just want to thank you, sweetie. It felt really good the last couple of days and many, many, many days, but especially the last couple of days. So y'all, if I can put it out on this and send it out to all of you that listen to it, you can just stand by and whisper to your sweetie and tell them some, some beautiful things, some appreciative things. So as a matter of fact, go ahead and pause this podcast right now and do that. Go ahead and do that. Say it or write it down or a note to go ahead and put it in an action because that's what we're going to be talking about. We're talking about rehearsal, but especially mental rehearsal to better relationships i mean seeing is believing and i've talked about this in other podcasts here and there but i really wanted to put together in one podcast the focused around mental rehearsal and i've used the word visualization before i like visualization but i'm also really liking mental rehearsing because i think people can see it more clear in some way and sometimes visualization has Um, maybe really a broad sense or sometimes we hear it in more of a new age sense of visualization and and, uh, visualizing, of course, what we want, what we want to see in our world. And it's so powerful. I understand that. But I don't think it is the word helps people get as focused as mental rehearsal, meaning details and nuances and senses. You got to see and mentally rehearse it from a vivid seeing standpoint in your mind and a feeling standpoint in your body. And I'm telling you folks, this is really powerful. I want you to use it in many ways, but especially in this way. So many people are just caught in the loop, including myself in areas of my reactions, caught in this negative loop of reaction especially to people that we we love, or in a conflict that we have, we repetitively repeat how we are responding and how the conflict just gets fed back and forth in either defensiveness or blame, or we feel that we are tongue-tied and we don't say the right thing. And then the feelings come up that feel really shitty or frustrated or guilty, and that exacerbates for us to get more of that when we're even trying to settle the conversation, and steer it in a better direction. And I'm going to explain why all that happens. But I'm telling you folks, this is something, this is a practice that we have to put in action. A lot of us know the thought process. We hear it. We hear, see yourself and visualize yourself act a certain way. And we do that in other circumstances. People do that in sports. That's a big one, and I brought those examples. People that are really good in sports, they visualize and mentally rehearse how they're gonna perform over and over and over again. They do not see themselves failing. Baseball player does not see himself striking out. When we do see ourselves booting that ball or striking out, guess what, we get more of that. I know that when I was playing shortstop and I would have that in my mind, oh shit, don't hit the ball to me because I'm going to make an error. I'm going to boot it. And what am I thinking in my head? I'm seeing myself flubbing it. I'm not seeing myself making those sweet Superman dives, those backhanded stabs. When I do that, and I see myself react in that way in my mind, my body follows it. That's what happens in sports. That's what happens in other performances. I know musicians that do that. I know people that are public speakers and they're getting up. One, getting up in front of people. One thing that they do is they mental rehearse not only the words that they're going to say, but also the feeling, the feeling of connecting with the audience, the feeling of those words resonating out of them. I do that in the podcast too. When I get to the point where I'm having some doubts or negativity or see myself messing up on the, on words and so forth, or not feeling the feeling of what I want to convey, I got to pause it, man. And I got to redirect that picture of how I want to be. And one is being in my body and being loose and having a smile and knowing that the words are going to come as they come. So we use mental rehearsal and visualization in so many ways. I really want you to try to master it in a way of creating a new automatic response or emotional response of how you interact with other people. And one of the best ways to do that is you actually go back to a experience or scenario that didn't go so well. Athletes do that a lot. We go back to the point where we messed up, or where we made that error, or uh, our minds got doubtful, and we reverse it. We now play what we could do instead that would better it. See, I'm talking as we. (laughs) My athletic brain is getting in. I remember that. I remember after a game, going over the game and the errors that I made, instead of seeing myself making the error over and over and over again and getting frustrated and saying, shit, I saw myself um, perform the way I wanted to. Instead of maybe missing a backhanded ground ball, I would see myself catch it. I would see myself scoop it over and over and over again reconstructing it the way that you want. So since the body does not know the difference between reality and that mental rehearsal, that visualization, your body now believes that you've been doing it over and over and over again. So that argument that you had, how you maybe lost it and yelled at your partner. Now, if you see yourself taking that breath and coming down And now see yourself say something in the next best way, maybe in a kinder way, maybe to say, hmm, you know what, you might be right, or I really want to know more of what you're thinking and feeling about that, or I can understand that you're really upset with me right now, instead of defending or coming back and saying, no, you're the one that does it all the time or I just can't get through to you all of those sentences and reactions that we have done in the past and those conflicts that we know have not served us. Stop it. Pause it. Get those out of your mind. Do not continually to mentally rehearse that reality. You don't want to give your body again, that habitual, um, experience of it being a habit. So remember how this works every time that you have a thought, you make a chemical, a chemical in the body. If you have a good feeling thought or a joyful thought, there's a chemical that is produced in your body. So you produce a chemical in the body to feel exactly the way that you were thinking. So every time you feel the way you think, you begin to think the way you feel. Mm. I'm going to pause on that, but I'm going to say it again, right? You want to hear this again. Every time you feel the way you think, you begin to think the way you feel. And of course, what happens if you have a negative thought, a guilty thought, an unhappy thought, you're going to feel that. And when you feel that chemical, it's going to make you have more thoughts of negativity, of guilt, and unhappiness. And when you just keep doing that over and over and over again, that's the habit. And the habit is when the body becomes the mind. Remember, thoughts are the language of the brain, of the mind, and feelings are the language of the body. And I want to quote uh, Joe Dispenza. Those of you may know Joe Dispenza. He's a chiropractor, but he's uh, an expert in mind-body medicine and also brain and heart coherence and he says when the body becomes the mind now you are in a habit and a habit is an unconscious automatic set of thoughts behaviors and emotions that is acquired through frequent repetition and we do that right we repeat over and over and over in our minds how many times Boy, I have heard so many times people just say, I keep doing this over and over and over again. We keep repeating the same fights over and over again. They even anticipate it. I ask them to think of a different scenario or try the sentence out. And most of the time what they tell me is, oh, you know what? I tried that and it doesn't work. Or if I say this, she's going to say this. And if I do this, oh, he's going to just do this there already anticipating it. Why? Because they're experiencing what the body experienced in the past. And if you're experiencing what the body experienced in the past, the action, then you're in the past, and you cannot create a future change. And remember that feelings and emotions are the end products of past experiences. And again, of course, you bring up past experiences because of how you feel. And again, how you feel is sending out a chemical to your body to start behaving from that chemical, whether it's feel good, confident, joy, or negative, frustrated, angry, or a bunch of other emotions, right? And when people always poo-poo it and say it doesn't work, what they're doing is... I tell them you cannot create a new future when the body is in the past. So yes, I get it. I know you've had those experiences before and you've tried some things to change it. But let me tell you, if you practice and practice mental rehearsing, you behaving differently, you feeling differently, not at all focusing on your partner, not at all even visualizing the whole environment and the end results going well. No, I just want you to mentally rehearse your different reaction, your different response. And I want you to see yourself doing it over and over and over again. And then the next level key of course is not just seeing it over and over again, but because of the feelings is the language of the body then you have to feel it as well. So if you're trying to, instead of being defensive in a response or feeling scared and anxious or shut down and withdrawal, if you now in your mind's eye can see yourself respond with more groundiness feeling in your body, with more confidence, with more care, with more kindness, with um, less attachment. You've got to conjure up some of those feelings and yes, rehearse those over and over and over again, different ways. Maybe one of the new scenarios that you see yourself respond is with the feeling of kindness and let the words come out in kindness. Let you feel yourself in confidence, let them come out in confidence. And non-attachment, it's not like you don't give a fuck. It's more about, I'm going to just accept the experience. I'm going to put out my truth. I'm going to say what I need to say in a way that's aligned with my integrity. And if it's, again, clear truth, compassion, empathy, wanting connection, if I just do that, then I'm being it. And however it turns out, however it's received, I can't control that. What I can't control is me doing it differently over and over and over again. And what I've said in the past is when people are in a relationship, they are a system. And when one part of the system shifts, that freaking system has to shift in what direction? Again, I have no idea. So you might as well be on the side of intentionally trying to shift it by you doing something differently, right? When you're dancing the same way with your partner, dancing and dancing, when one of you dances differently, the dance is different. So this is work for each of you. And just think if partners are doing this, uh, coincidedly with each other, when one partner is focused on changing a experience and how they respond and the other partner is doing it, it is a great way in repair. Tell when you're talking about your conflict, instead of going back and forth of trying to prove yourselves right or show that the other person is wrong or try to get them to see your side, instead of doing all of that in repair, how about that? instead each of you say, you know what, I could have done this differently. This is what I could have said. This is the gesture at that moment that I could, I could have held your hand when you were crying instead of moving away and getting frustrated. I could have come towards you and held your hand and just say, I'm here. And the other person could say, you know what? And I could have allowed you to keep speaking because I interrupted you and you didn't get a chance to speak. And now you create that together, that new movie, you both visualize that past experience of that conflict going awry, and now you see yourselves changing just the way that you told that you would, man, isn't that sweet? You're working together. That's a wonderful way to have mental rehearsal of how you wanna change your patterns together. And it's not about telling the other person what they should do, or what they could have done, no. Let that person come up with it themselves. Feel the feelings of the change as they're doing their action differently. And when you're doing it yourself, man, that's a beautiful thing that partners can do. It's a whole different way of repairing. And the beauty about that too, it takes away the blaming. It takes away the contempt of who's right and who's wrong and trying to go over and over that cycle instead of we're gonna do it differently and we're gonna have to practice it, doing it differently. And when you see yourself do it differently, instead of again, Feeling those feelings so the chemicals come in or the thoughts about your partner in a negative way. That's the other thing. Instead of thinking about your partner in a negative way, start having different thoughts about them when you're changing that new scenario, that new movie in your head. If any of the thoughts about they were selfish or they were mean, suspend those and maybe try to see another aspect. Maybe they were just hurt. Maybe they were really sad. Maybe they felt frightened. And you can have a different attitude, a different thought towards them. You have a different thought towards them. A different feeling towards them will come up. You have a different feeling towards them. Then your words are going to be different. So I hope you folks are kind of getting this right. It just takes a lot. Yes, it does. It takes a lot of time. To focus and do something differently. But just think of all the time, and I'm going to speak for myself, I'm going to think of all the time that I waste, that I am idle. And whether it's on my phone or, you know, looking at some movie or getting lost in some research or some freaking cat videos or whatever it is, I could be spending this time. Even if it's five or 10 minutes, just think if you, when you do something repetitively over and over again for 10 or 15 minutes a day, you could start mastering something. You get really good at it. That's what people tell me about an instrument. You don't need to practice an hour every weekend. It's more about 15 minutes a day, constantly, consistently. And yeah, that's how we become very skillful. And this is a skill, a skill that you can do it. You just haven't been taught or given the confidence. I'm telling you, it works. And I am kind of leery to put a guarantee, but the people that do it. And when I do it consistently, they all tell me that there's this positive change that happens, the is that most people give up way too soon. They try it a little bit, they give it a little bit of attention. I'm telling you, you gotta create a habit. So you know what a habit is, you gotta do it over and over and over again. So when a situation comes to you, you'll be spontaneous in your responses because you practiced it over and over and over again. Like driving, how many of you, when you drive, are you really thinking about driving? No, your body has all of that cellular memory and it's just doing it, and it's maneuvering, and when you get even a challenging situation, you know how to get out of it because you probably got out of it over and over and over again. You know, when I have interactions with my son, when I'm texting him, or today, we had had a three-hour Zoom, him and I, and when we were on it, I always felt and anticipated a connection that it was going to be smooth and loving and kind because that's how it's been a lot in the past. So I see that over and over when I anticipate we had to do his taxes. That's not a fun thing to do. People could get uh, impatient and frustrated. And even when we couldn't figure out something, it just dawned on me to remember, remember, I just want connection and love. And if he said something that didn't make sense to me, I'm going to go ahead and back and and respond in a, in a kind and connecting way. So I didn't see myself getting frustrated in a subject that is really boring and can get into challenges. I saw myself connecting with them and enjoying and laughing. And I just love just being around his energy. And a three-hour Zoom, I could feel his energy. And that's the resonance that I take. When I'm around somebody that I have a good experience, I want to like anchor in that energetic experience with them so that I can remember in my body, "Mm, good interaction, Mm, good connection. So the more that you have that and resonate and feel it, the more that you're going to be apt to know that you can keep creating it. That's why, again, you don't want to keep replaying feelings of disconnection, feelings of feeling unsafe. I know that that's been a reality for people, but try to connect in a way that you feel more of what it is that you want to feel. I mean, you can do this. I mean, I did it from years around public speaking. I remembered how my body got nervous and nervous. And instead, I just really focused a lot, just being comfortable with my body up on stage. Just to be comfortable, not what I was going to say, not what was going to happen, just being comfortable in my body. So when I got up on stage over and over again, I just remembered, oh man, just be comfortable in your body. When I'm comfortable in my body, my words come out more naturally. Even when I fuck up and what I say might be stupid or not accurate, I can recover so much better because I'm relaxed in my body. We can do that too when we're with somebody in conversation. A lot of times when people are in conflict, they're not comfortable in their bodies. There's tense, there's constriction, there's contraction. And right, when that happens, of course you're gonna be rendezvousing with those emotions. Contracted emotions, frustration, anger, blame, resentment, contempt, so many of those emotions are contracted emotions. They're chemicals in the body that give us off a contraction in the body. And when you're in a contracted body, it's very difficult to feel relaxed, connected, safe, loving and kind. Those chemicals don't rendezvous inside that contracted body. So you have to prepare and mentally rehearse your body being more and more relaxed that you're embodied it. So the other emotions of, again, contentment, joy, kindness, compassion, they reside in a more natural and grounded body. This all might sound complicated to some of you or above you, but it's not. It is really simple. It's just doing it over and over and over again, that mentally rehearsing until you believe it, till you feel it, until it's a new pattern, a new habit, a new unconscious automatic reaction. Hey, when you repetitively do something over and over again, and it doesn't even have to be perfect at all. I mean, everybody does that. Just think about how you get up in the morning. Most of us do the same thing. We get up on the same side of the bed, We do the same ritual, whether it's going to the bathroom, with our phone, without our phone, brushing your teeth a certain way, getting in the shower a certain way, probably even drying yourself off with the towel in a certain way. We just do it over and over and over again. And you don't really have to think about it, right? Because it's became this unconscious habit. That's what you want to do with creating a new way to act and respond in your relationships that you do it and practice it over and over again, that it's almost like brushing your teeth regularly, that it's almost like getting in the shower, that when the situation comes, this is your automatic response. And especially even thinking about recovery, that's what I do. I think about how do I wanna recover when I unconsciously am not nice, not kind, when I'm short. The recovery, I'm like, hey babe, I'm so sorry that I gave you that energy. You didn't deserve that. Can I try that again? I, I practice that mentally over and over and over in my mind because I got to do that often. I got to say, well, babe, I'm so sorry that I gave you that funky energy. You didn't deserve it. Let, let me try that again. So this is not about perfection, not at all. Mm-mm. You can have your recoveries, especially your own compassion to yourself when you're not hitting the bullseye. That mentally picture and rehearsal of how you want to even have yourself talk, that's really important. Not judging yourself, not berating yourself for making a mistake, but seeing yourself um, wanna change, seeing yourself knowing that you can change, having compassion for yourself. Go self-care and take care of yourself because you've been overwhelmed and flooded and overwhelmed that it's so hard to respond maybe in a kind way. So see yourself, take care of yourself, not berate yourself, not go in the room and stomp around and and ruminate about it. So you could just pick something from the last week of ways that you interacted with somebody that you love and care about or even in work that maybe you don't love and care about them but you have to interact with them. And know in your mind's eye, like, mm, that what I didn't like the way that I responded, or I automatically responded in an in uncaring way or unsatisfactory way. And now take that scenario and see yourself say something, feel something, and behave in a different way that you did in the past. And it is okay to feel that first rise. You know, when you went off and that thing that you did in the past that said something that wasn't serving at all, feel the little rise of frustration or anxiety or feeling of anger, but catch it fast and bring it down with a breath. Don't wait till it's out of hand and try to change it in your mind's eye. Feel yourself, Ooh, I'm getting activated. Take a breath. You can even say that in your mind as a mental rehearsal. "Mm -hmm, I'm getting activated. Let me take a breath, come down. And now I can speak from that grounded space. And this is great for you parents. Mm, You got to do this with your kids. You got to see yourself react and respond in a different way. I know it's challenging and it gets so overwhelmed with all the stimulus from our kids and how the craziness, who they are and the decisions that they make. You got to see yourself instead of blaming and feeling guilty and feeling shame about how you reacted to your kids, sit down, take a few minutes, change the way that you respond. More caring, more loving, more accepting, more curious, more open. You will change their lives. Literally, you will absolutely have a tremendous positive effect of how they're able to be in life. You know, a deregulated parent cannot regulate a deregulated kid. (laughs) We have to be regulated in order to help deregulate the emotions of our kids. So visualize yourself be regulated, be grounded, be care, caring, be funny being connected, being understanding. So one last tip that I'm gonna give you, when you are doing this mental rehearsing, this visualization, of course, have yourself in a space where you're getting calm, you're getting more relaxed when you're visualizing this, this new movie. What I do, what I think is very powerful, is I record my narrative on my phone. I take a vocal recording of me talking about myself. Walked in the room, it was warm. I see the clothes that I'm wearing and I say something to my wife and she doesn't respond. And then I say it again and she doesn't respond because she's across the room and I can feel the frustration come up, but instead I take a breath, feel myself come down and I try walking towards her and then talking to her until she sees me. If I can play that new movie over and over again, and I vocal myself, I record my voice saying that, now I have it and I use it like a meditation tape. I'll go ahead and now play that and listen to it over and over and over again. I start seeing myself do that. That's how Prepo behaves when I walk in the house and when I say something to my wife that her back is to me and she can't hear me, that's how I respond over and over and over again. So it's a really good way to not have to conjure up, right, that mental rehearsal over and over and just use it like a, like I said, a meditation tape and you just listen to it over and over and over again. What number? I have no idea. Each person is really different, but it's going to be a lot until you actually see yourself that you can Mm, almost not, yeah, not know the difference of reality. Like you start to believe the lie. You're like, that's how I behaved? I did that? But you did it in your mind's eye, but your body believes it. So, all right, I think I kind of like honed it at home, right? (laughs) You know, I pushed it in there, talked about some of the concepts over and over and over again, so that you repeat it in your mind and you start seeing that. And maybe you'll listen to this over and over again to get more clear about it. Yeah, especially when you're just sitting around, wasting time. Yeah, like Otis Redding, what did you say? Sitting on the dock of the bay, watching the time roll away. Ooh, I'm just sitting on the dock of the bay. Wasting time. Looks like nothing's going to change. Everything still remains the same. I can't do what 10 people tell me to do. So I guess I'll remain the same. Oh, don't remain the same. No, change. Focus on what the change that you want. That's right. That's what I'm telling you. All right, everybody. So that's what I got. Sending you lots of love and hoping that you make yourselves a beautiful day. Relationships, let's talk about it, is a production of HeartShare Counseling and Consulting PC of Asheville, North Carolina. For more about Licensed Counselor Prebo Taplitsky, visit prepo.com. Theme Music by Adi The Monk This content is intended for informational purposes only, is not a substitute for professional counseling or therapy, medical advice, diagnosis or treatment, and does not constitute medical or other professional advice.